explain something to you. Whenever you come in here and interrupt me, you're breaking my concentration. You're distracting me. And it will then take me time to get back to where I was. Understand? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the program. Thanks for being here. It's the Joel Mahalik Show. My name's Joel Mahalik, and I will be here for the next hour, if that's okay with you. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for coming by. It's Sunday, so here we are again. I find myself hopefully taking over your internet airwaves for the next 60 minutes or so. But listen, if you need more of me, if you just can't get enough of what you're getting right now, then stop by and see me at joelmahalik.com. That's the website, joelmahalik.com. That's the link that gets you into this crazy, crazy world of mine. And you can also follow me on Facebook at JM Talk and Twitter at WQYB Radio. And you can stop by the Spreaker page. The links are all over the place. In fact, if you go to my website at joelmaholic.com, you are kicked in the face with Spreaker information. You can go there and you can actually download the episodes and then you can record them on some old reel-to-reel tapes. That would sound pretty good now, wouldn't it? That would actually sound really cool now that I'm thinking about it. Add a little anomalies and sisses and pops. Remember that from the old days of vinyl, records? Who remembers 45 RPM, 33 RPM? Who remembers that stuff, man? All kinds of great stuff from yesteryear that just is not here anymore. So that's how you can reach me. You can also send me an email at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. I'll take everything there. Jokes, comments, suggestions, wombats of the week news. So we'll talk about more about that later on if you're new to the broadcast. And if you are, thanks for stopping by. Let me know if you like it. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. But uh, So I don't know about everybody. But if you are anywhere from the Mississippi East to the ocean, we're like on day five of rain. Like, I'm afraid right now that I have forgotten what the sun looks like. And I'm afraid when it comes back, I will not recognize it. We're like day five here, folks. Maybe even day six. It depends on how you look at it. This rain has ruined everything this week. We were actually this weekend supposed to do our roof. And that got canceled. Because Mother Nature's having a hissy fit, or she's off her medications, or maybe she's missing. I mean, seriously, maybe she's missing. But this has just been, uh, uh, it's been hellacious to have to drive in. Walking the dog, oh my god, walking Molly in this is just, it's terrible. She doesn't like it, and of course, you don't like being out getting wet. She doesn't like getting wet. I don't understand this dog. Can't stand the rain. Loves the snow. Okay, 
But these are the inconveniences that this kind of weather, weather pattern has given to us. It's insane. And uh, you know, now we're, we have the grass. If you're a homeowner, you have grass you have to contend with. You can't cut the grass. If you did not get to the grass like we did not before this uh, uh, um, time traveling into Seattle... Now your grass is way too high, and you can't just go out and cut it when the rain stops. It's got to dry, so you don't ruin your lawnmower. I mean, real problems in the real world, folks, is what this kind of weather brings. What a weird year so far. We're five months into 2018, and the weather has been screwy. And I'm not. I'm sitting on the fence, telling you the the facts. I'm not getting down on either side because you have the global warm people over here. You have the science people over here. You know, this happens. This stuff happens. See, so maybe that's one way to think of it. Shit happens. There's a way to explain this. Let's go with that. Someone is bound, though, not to be happy with that response either. So, there you have it. There's the weather. <sighs> so, we are more than halfway through May now. And tonight, I didn't even have... I, you know, I, I sifted through the uh, days of the year calendar, wanting to see what I wanted to talk about, uh, what today special day today is. And I really didn't fancy any of them. None of the celebrations of the day for today gave me any uh, reason to want to want to discuss it. You can look it up if you want to see what we're celebrating. But I wanted to focus on um, something else. Along with every day being multiple celebrations of the day, or a day of the year, every month also has quite a few celebrations. And what I wanted to point out, since I didn't have anything I wanted to talk about as far as today goes, May is National Military Appreciation Month. And I think that's something that I, I wanted to spend a few minutes on tonight. You know, it, Congress voted back in 1999 to have this Appreciation Month fall in May. And this gives... First of all, the military deserves your appreciation every day of the year. But they've earmarked a month, okay, so they can be recognized for all their hard work. And not just them, their families. It's an observance, you know what I mean? And it's a very valuable month to American citizens. And we should embrace people of the military, past, present, and their families for the hard work they've done, for the sacrifices that they've they've made. You know, these are the kinds of things that, believe me, anybody can attest to this. On a daily basis, these things go unnoticed. They go unnoticed. So, we have holidays to also appreciate the military, but... I like the fact that this month has been given to them. And I think we need to get beyond that. 
we should be getting beyond having a month to celebrate the military because they should be celebrated all year long. These servicemen and servicewomen, they deserve your appreciation. So aside from the other days that are set aside, I wanted you to know that the month of May is set aside to appreciate them. So you should put flags up. You should thank veterans. Thank uh, men and women who are serving now when you see them. Shake their hand, pat them on the back, buy them a meal. Show them that they're important to us. And that's my challenge to everybody. Don't make it just May. Don't. Don't make it just May. Make it all year long. That's what we need to do. So, for my part, bringing it up, part one, part two, I want all the men and women serving and who have served and their families to know that I appreciate everything that they've done. And I say thank you with all of my heart. Thank you very much. So that being said, we will continue on. There's no days to talk about today. Just celebrate the military, please. Okay, some news from this week. Um, disturbing, obviously. Friday, another school shooting. Uh, this time, in a Houston area high school, 17-year-old armed with a shotgun and pistol and killed 10 people, wounded about 10 others. Most of the 10 killed um, students. And... Um, Again, another uh, another tragedy. The shooter took the guns from his father, who had them legally. Um, another shooter who had a disturbing social media account, and it makes you wonder: where do we keep going wrong? So, I was thinking about this, and first and foremost, prayers and positive thoughts to everybody involved, victims, families, the community as a whole, law enforcement. That's first and foremost when something like this happens. And as you know, I'm not going to discuss the politics of gun control because that is this is first of all this is not the time to discuss that. I mean, there's we should always be having some sort of conversation on how to correct it, but not this platform. I await 
suggestions to be acted on that I've mentioned before. Why are, are we still not... Why are schools still not looking at reviewing their security? There are people out there screaming for the government to do something today to fix this. There are people out there suggesting suggesting that we follow the way that Australia went. If there is an Australia, LOL. Ask the citizens how they feel about all the crime going on now that they've been disarmed. But I thought that Parkland, you know, these these students that all became gun control advocates and gun control experts and experts on law and, and government, I thought that was such a huge snowball rolling down the hill. And I talked about it on the program, and I thought maybe schools will look at ways to increase security. I've gone so far as suggested that every school hire ex-military. And sometimes my... What I say is, people look at me like I have three heads. But we've gone, you know, since then, and we have yet another one. And between Parkland and this one, we've talked about what? Uh, Baseball bats being issued to teachers in in, in a school district. Uh, Another school district issuing buckets of rocks to each classroom. I mean, these... These are the suggestions that are being put into place instead of common sense suggestions like changing the security policy, reviewing the security policy, adding security to the school. I know we shouldn't have to do that. I also shouldn't look out my front door and see 99% of the population walking around staring at telephones. But... If these are the way the times go, then we have to make some sort of adjustments. And since the left is never going to get their ultimate gun control, because it's not going to happen, then we need to think about common sense ideas. You want something done tomorrow? I just gave you three things to do. Review your security policy, change your security policy, hire ex-military, to be posted at the schools. Or put act, put military at the schools. <laughs> There's three things you can do tomorrow. Let's do it for the children. Let's do it for the children. We have to do it for the children. I don't know why people are dragging their feet on this. But instead, there will be rallies and there will be 
marches, and there will be all kinds of events fueled towards gun control, gun control, gun control. And I I still believe that a good trained guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun. Sorry, I believe that. Look at California, look at Chicago. Toughest gun laws in the nation does not curb the crime. I'm not standing right, I'm not standing left. I'm just telling you that's the facts. Show me where that idea works. So, let's come together. And this is an opportunity for Texas to really take charge of that and make common sense changes that can be done immediately. And we need to do something for the security of the schools. Rocks and baseball bats will not do it. You can put buckets of rocks in every room. You can put baseball bats behind every door. You've got to stop the problem from getting in the building. And, and, there's also another issue that has to do with mental health. I've talked about that before. I wrote an op-ed about that. We do not pay attention to the mental health problem in this country. We need to look at that as well. We're finding that these teens are troubled for various reasons. Maybe if we had the right procedures and policies and etc. and things in place, we would be able to deal with that better. Maybe get a handle on some of those issues before that baggage comes walking through the front doors of another school. Think about it. So, again, and before I go to break, prayers to everybody involved. Everybody, that whole community. I wrap my arms around them. And I pray for them tonight and every night. For healing, for strength. And I pray to the government to come up with common sense things that we can move on to. To stop this from happening. I'm Joel Mahalik. I'll be back right after this. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Joel Mahalik, and you're here with me on the Joel Mahalik Show. Visit me online at joelmahalik.com. Again, that's joelmahalik.com. 
And check me out on Facebook at JM Talk. Follow me at Twitter at WQYB Radio. And stop by the Spreaker page, linkable. It's likable and linkable from joelmaholic.com. And you can listen to all the episodes on demand as much as you want. Download them, enjoy them, and pass them around. Uh, so welcome back. Here we go. Uh, moving on to another really sad piece of news that's been going on here for a bit of time and uh, um, it, it deserves to be uh, talked about a little bit is what is going on in Hawaii. Uh, if you're not sure what's going on, uh, there have there has been quite the issue on the big island. Uh, powerful eruptions accompanied by thunderous booms punctuating the air again Friday night around Kileu. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, the volcano on uh, Hawaii's Big Island. Um, the, the, the volcano spewed lava bombs the size of uh, cows as molten rock flowed from several of the 22 fissures, the 22 that have opened up around the volcano. Uh, at this point, more than 40 structures, most of them being homes, have been destroyed in the eruption that started more than two weeks ago. And now lava has inundated about 325 acres around the volcano. Now, Hawaii officials have warned some of the Big Island residents uh, that the lava is moving fast and approaching uh, near homes um, that were previously destroyed by the eruptions, the original eruptions of the volcano. They are ordering evacuations. Um, there is... Uh, uh, if you haven't seen any of the video of it, it, it it's devastating and it's sad to see. And yeah, you know, this is one of those things where um, I guess we always wonder about, right? We always wonder when these volcanoes will go. And one of the reasons, not that I've ever considered moving to California, but one of the reasons in the back of my mind that why I would maybe never go there, and as an IT professional, would I ever take a job in Silicon Valley? I don't know if I would move out there because of what we know about the San Andreas Fault. You know, when you know about these things, for the for most people, I mean, for me at least, I think about these things and I say, it might be nice to live out there. Well, let's be honest, it probably isn't nice to live in California, but anyway... That being said, in the back of your mind, you say, I, I don't know, I've, I could live in a zone that is a powder keg waiting to blow. So as beautiful as the pictures I've seen of Hawaii are, I might, if I could afford one day to cruise there maybe, but I wouldn't want to live there because to me... You have that back-of-the-mind danger. You know, we have family that live in the mountains of North Carolina. Looks beautiful. Big tick problem. <laughs> so, ticks and spiders. I will probably never live in that part of North Carolina for that reason. You know, these are the kind of things that I think about if I ever have a thought to move geographically, Florida sounds nice. Great cost to live in. Know a lot of friends and relatives that live in Florida. They love it. I think to myself, hurricanes. Don't know if I could do it. So I'm stuck. 
I'm pretty much stuck in this area with rain hitting my house five, six days in a row now. This is where I'm at. Hello, America. How are you? Sure, it's the land. Of the, it's the beautiful land. Amber waves of grain. All that. But what if you have this kind of problem near you? I live near the Salem nuclear power plant. That's bad enough. There are probably people in other parts of the country that goes, geez, I could never live over there in New Jersey because they have a power plant there. I don't want to be that close to one. But this is sad. This is sad watching nature lashing out and what it's doing. And the sad part is because it affects people. It affects Americans. It affects humans. You know, you you make a, a life for yourself, no matter where you go, and you cannot turn your back on nature. I've said this before on, on, on the broadcast, on the ex-broadcast. I've said it before. People go out on a cruise and they have a bad experience and they want their money back and free cruises and they want to sue and they want to go on TV. Things happen. Can't turn your back on nature. It's, and I'm sure you're thinking it's easy for you to sit there in your chair and say that. It doesn't make me feel any better. I'm not going to sit here and say, huh, yeah, it does feel pretty good sitting here saying it. It does not. This is what I'm talking about this week. All this, all these problems, all these humans, all these Americans, all these people being affected by these tragedies. Whether it's a kid with a gun in a school or a volcano erupting, destroying homes and property and people. How do you respond to that? So, uh, yeah, it just... If you didn't know, you had to know. I had to tell you. You know, I, I did not see or know about this when it first happened. Because, and I can't be the only person, I try to ignore the news somewhat. I don't watch it every day anymore because it's so full of hate and hurt. I don't want to watch it. You know, they have gas emissions 30,000 feet in the air. Ash. You know, Thursday, they said it rained. And that's fine. But then what about acid rain? The rain helps and hurts. <sighs> so, I, I, I really feel for everybody that is dealing with this there. I hope everyone gets to safety. I hope that the volcano calms down. The truly, this is what I hope for. I, I I hope that things calm down. You know, you never know when a volcano erupts. You gotta it, it's gonna it's gonna do what it's gonna do. 
And you have to let that play out. You have to let nature play itself out. I can bitch and moan about the rain here on the East Coast, but I've got to let that rain work itself out. It will move away. It's a huge front. It will go away. I have to let it work itself out. Meanwhile, you want everybody to be safe as nature's taking its course, as they say. Nature takes its course. If you've never heard of that before, now you have. That's a saying. And that's what's happening right now. It will take its course. So our prayers to everybody, again, involved, that entire community there on the big island and everywhere in Hawaii. As people on the other islands are affected in some way, I'm sure, evacuations, people will come to the other islands. We want them to be taken care of. We want government and emergency personnel and law enforcement to have what backing and what graces they need to see to it that what needs to be done gets done. So, thoughts and prayers to everybody. The entire community dealing with it. Friends, relatives of the people affected. No matter where you are. While we're at it, we can take a moment to think about everybody being affected by any kind of situation right now around the world. Okay. There's my natural pause to move on to the next uh, subject, which, you know, oddly enough, I'm going to get away from some of all this pain and hurt that we're talking about. Let's talk about, well, let's talk about another pain. (laughs) Facebook. Um, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. You know, some days I, uh, I, I, I don't want to even go to Facebook except for the fact that many, I have to connect to many of you through social media. I think everybody here who listens to to the program understands my stance on social media. So, um, but... We want to talk about Facebook and hate speech, which is their, you know, one of their new uh, items of policing. But it's not going well, according to some information from USA Today. Facebook, uh, for the first time, published information on how much and what kind of content it removes. The gist of the 86-page report. The giant social media network is making progress using artificial intelligence to detect and remove nudity, spam, and terrorism, but it isn't yet able to combat all offensive content, especially not hate speech. So, of course, they're testing this button where you can report hate speech, uh, but it's got some flaws. They're trying to work some bugs out, and it was inadvertently released by mistake, the button, (laughs) and it kind of drove, uh, uh, it, 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 it didn't go very well, but I kind of giggle, that makes me giggle because it's Facebook and, you know, you, I mean, Facebook to me is an example of gotten too big for your britches in different ways. So about this 86 page report, why did Facebook release it? Well, because they're trying to fix their public relations. So they got this ongoing public relations campaign. They want to persuade consumers that they can trust Facebook. And they're trying to deflect growing scrutiny about its unchecked power and influence in the wake of the Cambridge Analytica leak. So what are they promising? 
Well, Zuckerberg has pledged to beef up safety and security by hiring thousands of people to moderate content and by training AI, artificial intelligence. So what have they done to this point? They've increased annual spending on content review by hundreds of millions of dollars just for 2018. So think about that. While you're eating spam for dinner, um, they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars. So they have not figured out a surefire way to keep you from seeing spam, violence, nudity, and terrorism. When you log into Facebook, that's what they're trying to do. But they're having a really bad time policing hate speech. So um, there's two schools of thought about everything. I just want to tell you that there is no... Now, first of all, I, I, I don't have any tolerance for hate speech. I, I agree with that. And that being said, obviously, many people would look at it as a, um, a hit to their First Amendment rights. Well, I guess I don't have any free speech. Well, you know, um, yes, that, that, that's right. That's right. Uh, I can't put my finger on exactly when it happened, but yes, somewhere along the line in this country, uh, freedom of speech has really been curtailed in a lot of ways. You know, remember, we don't all own Facebook. So, you know, and, and he who has the gold makes the rules. So even though you're thinking to yourself, well, there's a social media network. It's for all to share and do whatever. But it's it's bound by somebody's rules. So, yes, you may feel like your First Amendment speech is violated because you can't show pictures of your boobs or you can't do hate speech on there, but that's because someone else is in control of it. Start your own social media network if you want to say anything and do anything you want. But somewhere along the line, you will fall under policing by somebody as far as free speech goes. Think about it. We can go way, way back and figure out when freedom of speech has been curtailed. And of course, it also is how you look at it. Someone can say, well, I can't go into work and say this and that and a third about this person and that person. Well, that is a rule of where you work, but can also be seen as, well, your right of free speech has been squashed. Well, you can't do it there. But then on the other side of that, and I've talked about this before, you got to be careful what you say on social media because employers are looking at that now and they hold it against you. So there is no more what I do on my time is my business because it's not. That's gone. So you have to be careful. And you can feel like your freedom of speech has been curtailed because of that. But we have technology to thank for that. I've said it before. I'll say it again, and I will keep saying it. We've allowed technology to do this to us. We've allowed technology to dictate what we're going to do. We've allowed technology to grow so fast so far that it is now dictating public opinion. It's now dictating what you can and can't do, and yes, that does somehow affect some of your rights under the Constitution.
So as much as I enjoy the fact that IT is my career, and we'll talk more in upcoming shows about artificial intelligence. I had a conversation with an artificial intelligence company this week, and I shared my opinion with them about artificial intelligence coming this quickly. It's coming. It is coming. Believe that. But we let it happen. Now, everything's geared by that little thing you hold in your hand. That tablet, that phone, social media. It's come to the point where you can't drive a car right because you got to focus on that little flipping thing in your hand. We let that happen. So give yourselves a round of applause and a pat on the back. We allowed it to happen. Nobody put the brakes on. And it I'm telling you, I from what I'm seeing in my industry, it's not slowing down. It's not. So thank you and you're welcome. We've all done it. We've done it. We've squashed our own uh, being of self and allowed computers lives, what we're doing, what we want to do. So the website's joelmahalik.com. I'm Joel Mahalik, and we're coming up, including Wombat of the Week. So stay tuned. Coming up right after this. So I use my computer every day. I'm not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Hey, welcome back to the program. I'm Joel Mahalik. It's the Joel Mahalik Show here on joelmahalik.com. Again, that's joelmahalik.com. That is your entry point. You can stop here. You can listen to the show on Sunday nights when it's on. You can listen to it on demand. You can go to Spreaker. That's where all the archives are. You can get to all the social media outlets, including Facebook at JM Talk, Twitter at WQYB Radio. And this episode, every Sunday night, the following Friday on Star FM in Catskill, New York, is the replay of the program. So if you missed it, you get to hear it live on a great station like Star FM. So thanks to them also for syndicating the replay of the broadcast. So welcome back. I want to sort of continue on, not essentially talking about Facebook, but staying on that point of technology and social media and things like that. 
And uh, this had come up in a conversation. And of all things, I used my phone to keep notes of things to talk about on the show. So I made a note after I heard something to bring this to the show. And I want to talk about email. And I want to, uh, uh, what I want to ask is, if how many of you actually use email for personal use anymore? Or, I'm not saying that you don't at all, but have you noticed yourself the decline in personal relationships you're having with email? Does anybody remember pen pals? When I was 12, I had a pen pal. And he lived in uh, Falls Church, Virginia. Or is it Falls Church, West Virginia? Jeez. But I met him on a camping trip, and it turned out like two or three years in a row at the same time of year, our families were camping at this campground. And that's where I met him, and we exchanged addresses. And in between the summers, we would write each other and stay in touch by pen and paper. Uh, and that is what a pen pal is, somebody that you used to write to, or maybe some people still do these days. You know, and then it became a big thing, right? It became a big thing where magazines would have advertisements where you could find pen pals with common likes and just pick someone out of a magazine and start writing to them. And you develop personal relationships like that. And you know how we have like spam and people trying to steal stuff from you or be malicious in your email today? Well, one of the re reasons that I personally feel like pen pals have declined were once they started advertising pen pal relationships in magazines, then you started getting creepers that were sending letters trying to generate pen pals. Like the early form of before technology of spammers and scammers and, and people trying to do malicious things with the technology of the day, which was pen, pen and paper or typewriter and paper, whatever it was. That's the neat stuff. We used to be pen pals. We called that pen palin. And it went way, way back. You know, I found letters that my father had written back and forth to Slovakia. That's cool stuff. And then email came along. Things like CompuServe, Prodigy, AOL. And we changed the way we were pen palling. Now all of a sudden we were pen palling electronically. And even in, in the early stages we were still meeting people through chat rooms. Remember them? You met people through chat rooms with common interests. You swapped email addresses and then you were emailing. You were developing this personal relationship with friends over email. And then, so it came up in conversation and I thought to myself, no, that's not, that's not true. We still use it for personal. And then I sort of went into a pause and I was like, you know, if I really think about it, there is not much personal information, personal relationship data going back and forth in my email. There still is somewhat. I still try to reach out to friends from yesteryear, uh, old business partners and stuff like that and say hi once in a while, but certainly it's not on some sort of regular basis. And most of the time, most of the time, excuse me, I just had a little, I need to drink some iced tea. <laughs> Give me one second here, folks. Thank you. I certainly do appreciate your patience. 
But now I see it. When I think about what's in my email box, it's mostly business. It's mostly clients. And then, of course, your promotional stuff and your spam and your newsletters and all that stuff. Even when I look back and I see email communication with siblings, it had to do with something else. It was, certainly was not a personal uh, sibling conversation going on. So now we have this thing, this email thing, and email is starting to take that back seat. I, you and I, where do we have most of our personal interaction now with friends and family? We're texting, we're IMing, instant message. See, technology drives that. This is what I was talking about in the last segment, at the end of the last segment. Technology drives us that way. We have no other recourse than to get in the car and go because that's where it's going. And when you think we went from pen and paper to email to these quick messages on these devices, what's next? That will that'll blow your mind. Think about that. What comes next? What comes next now? What will be the next way of having interpersonal communication beyond what we're doing now? You know, the, and, and that's maybe where some of the AI will come in. As I said, we will get in more into this AI stuff later down the road. This is scary stuff. It's scary because it's, again, it's pushing too far forward, too fast for my liking, and it should be too fast for your liking. But now we have to deal with that. It's crazy. We have to deal with that. We've got to deal with that, and we will. Because we'll have no other way to go. We can't put the brakes on. We can't stop it. We're all going to get in the back of the Cadillac and we're going to move forward. We're going to go where technology takes us. But think about that. How much email transpires in your email box that's that's interpersonal or that's personal relationships? I mean, I have an email for the old show, an email for the new show, an email for my business, a personal email, a work email... And there's not a lot of personal stuff going on in that emails, in any of them. And that's the thing today. We've got multiple emails. Let's face it, you have one for work and one for personal already right there. And then if you've got your hands in multiple things, then you're into multiple email boxes. And we're not using them <laughs> the way they were in, intended anymore. We have allowed that, con- that, that, that the communication part of it to change. We went from using it as a tool to stay connected with people into it doing nothing now but connecting us to work and things that have nothing to do with interpersonal relationships. And this goes into what I was saying or what I am saying all along and will continue to say how social media has has disrupted us. You know, I, I'm so thankful that I was a child of the 70s and 80s before all this happened because I can remember and I appreciate what it meant to go knocking on someone's door to ask if so-and-so can come out and hang out and play. You know? Or making a phone call and making plans to go hang out at the mall or see a movie on a Saturday night. You know, now everyone's hiding behind a box. Some sort of box in your hand, on your belt, in your pocket. 
and you make your communication through there. It's you know it might be personal, but you know we're communicating that way. The face-to-face part of it's gone. It's ruined. We've allowed that to happen, and it sucks. It does. I hate it. It's one thing you have family that's far away and use that tool to communicate with them. That's great. But we're using that tool to communicate with people across the street, people next door. We just don't, as a society, I'm, I'm telling you folks, look at it, take a step back and look at it. We've let technology flat out ruin us. Yeah, I, you know, and think about it. You're listening to me. You can listen to me anytime you want, 24 hours a day. You can just go pick up the podcast. You know, think, think about where that technology has come from. I mean, 25 years ago, you would have had to tune into the radio to hear me. I would have had to been on a radio station. So the internet's given us great things like this podcast, and I don't have to be on a radio station for you to hear me. And you can listen to me any time of the day, anywhere in the world. You just go to a website, you click on the episode, and boom, you're listening. <laughs> Gone are the days of tuning into that radio, listening to that broadcast. Uh, it, 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 it's just, this is all part of it, man. We're just, we're paddling forward. And what we need to do is we need to stop off at that dock over there, get out of the boat, Pick up some leaves and grass in your hand and sniff them and just smell life. We gotta, we've got to get back somehow. You know, the only thing I can think of that would do something like that is some sort of paradigm shift. Something so paradigm that happens that we have no choice but to, but to deal with each other in a personal face-to-face way. Like an EMP goes off and just knocks this whole thing offline. That would be one way. I feel bad for the millennials and the people that cannot live without that device in their hands. They'll be the first ones to go because they won't know how to function without that tablet or that phone telling them how to function. So think about that. Think about what is really in your inbox. And could we change that? Sure. But it would mean that we'd have to... (laughs) Talk to family or people that you know we're not that we don't want to talk to or, or on a regular basis or you know the other thing is life gets in the way. Do we really have the time to focus on having those kinds of relationships anymore? Do we? I don't know. That's that, that that's something else that we should look at as a, as a whole. I know for me, I'd like to change that. I'd like to take the time to try to make that change. Maybe go back to using email on a little more personal note. But that's just a little start. I don't know if I can change the world. I, I, I think we all have that vision that maybe something we do that can change the world. But anyway, that's my rant about social media and stuff. I don't know. I'm just saying that the world's an ugly place, folks. We have to inject a little bit of love into it, you know, somehow we have to, we have to inject a little bit of the way we were, not to quote a song, but 
you know, it, and there's a saying that you can't go back. And I, and I'm sitting here wishing there was a way that we could go back in, in some ways, in some ways. Like I, I, I miss the old days of uh, visiting with people and talking to people face to face. And, you know, uh, we, we try to go out once in a while and it's a, but it's hard, you know, it's hard. So we need to change that. Maybe we need to have more conversations about that on the show and then, and we can work on those things. A little here, a little there. Uh, so anyway, we have this thing on a show each week called Wombat of the Week, Stupid People Doing Stupid Things, and it's showing up in the news. So you can send, you can, you can participate, you can contribute by sending me Stupid People Doing Stupid Things news articles to joelmaholicradio at gmail.com or wombat at joelmaholic.com. Two ways to email it to me. You can drop it off in a message at the Facebook page. Or you can post it on the Facebook page because even though you post it there, it can still get here. But that's how you can contribute to this segment. So, and it's not that I want to end the show on a crappy note, but we got to talk about this woman detained after a feces flinging incident at the Langley Tim Hortons. Now, if you don't know what Tim Hortons is, it's like Canadian's version of Wawa, something like that, or Dunkin' Donuts, something like that. So, uh, in Langley, up in there in Canada, a woman could be facing charges after an irate confrontation at a Langley Tim Hortons this past Monday, which ended in her, and it's, it's on video, and I, I, unfortunately I could not unsee it. I, I watched the video and could not unsee it. She was arguing clearly with the clerk. And th- I don't know, there was no sound, so I'm not sure what about, but she was arguing pretty heavily with the clerk and decided to back up, drop her, drop trowel, and she crapped all over the floor, uh, grabbed napkins, wiped it, not off the floor, but wiped herself and threw that across the counter and then walked out. Um, so... <sighs> Clearly, she was harassing them on on the video. So, so she was detained. She was released, but she's got to appear in court, obviously. British Columbia Prosecution Service will review the circumstances and then de- determine if charges will be placed. I mean, I, I would think there's some sort of charge charges. I mean, indecent exposure at a at a minimum. I mean, you know. Uh, <laughs> So, our current understanding is that the team member used their discretion in this case and denied access to the, this guest based on past behavior and out of concern of, for the immediate safety of team members and guests in the restaurant. As matters escalated, the team member contacted local authorities for assistance. Uh, this is what Tim Hortons released in a statement. Uh, the company says they're working with the franchise owner and will be looking into the matter further. So... Um, this is um, where I call her the ass clown, the the wombat. I said ass clown. Sorry, Ron, if you're listening. As uh, the, the, I said it again. See, I was going to do it again. <laughs> the wombat of the week is, is is this woman. Yeah, because this goes back to what we uh, we're talking about. What we're always talking about about the, the all the hate. How much hate can you have with patrons in a restaurant? To just drop your drawers and do that. 
I've experienced that. Well, not that, but one time working in many, many moons ago in fast food where a customer was so irate because someone was already in the bathroom that they did that. They dropped in. Uh, we had to close the restaurant, and we actually had to hose the entire area down. It was just, I don't know if he had great aim. I mean, it was ceiling, walls, floor, everything. And uh, and that was quite the experience. I don't know what drove this lady to it. But that's pretty extreme, whatever it was. And so she is our wombat of the week. For her, uh, her crappiness, getting all crappy with the people at Tim Hortons. So that's pretty crappy, lady. Anyway, so... <laughs> Folks, that's about it for this segment and this week's show. So, uh, listen, try to pass a little love along because we have to do something to change all the hate in this world. That's my challenge to you. So do that, please. Stop by joelmaholic.com and visit me there, and we will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening. (laughs) 